0: Hey guys, welcome to The Banking Broadcast, episode number 469. I am Chris. I'm John. And I'm Paul. And we're a weekly podcast that comes to you in three ways.
1: The first being The Week in Geek, bringing you the top geek stories of the past week. Next is the list, the comic books that we're looking forward to coming out February
0: 2nd, 2022... And then we follow that up with our weekly rotating main topic, and this week we're going to be taking a look back at some of the comic books that we read for January 2022.
1: <laughs> uh, but first, uh, we're going to have a beer, and Chris, you are drinking a beer that is not the same as Paul and I, so why don't you talk about your beer?
0: Uh, yes, I am not drinking the same beer that you guys are drinking, Um <laughs> It's officially Orlando Beer Week down here in Orlando, Florida, and a lot of the craft breweries around the town are doing special releases. And the other night I went to one of our favorite breweries, Ellipsis Brewing, uh, for their fourth anniversary party where they had a bunch of new beers that they had just released uh, in cans, and they had also some special stuff available on tap. Um, So I picked up four four four-packs, and I'm going to be going through them tonight. All of these beers are Blizzard Entertainment themed. Uh, Mm -hmm. And I'm going to be starting off with Tavern Brawl. Uh, Tavern Brawl, of course, one of the game modes that you can play in Hearthstone if you're uh, playing the Blizzard TCG game. Uh, And Tavern Brawl is a mosaic incognito and mosaic hopped, double dry hopped New England IPA. And I said in our pre-show discussion, I'm going to be drinking these beers in order of my least favorite to my favorite, and I don't want that to sound bad about this beer at all. It's just every other beer that I have is a lot stronger than this one. It's a decent double dry hopped New England IPA. The fact that it's dry hop does kind of cover up some of that juiciness. Like, there is a hint of it at the beginning, but then you just kind of get that like nice hop bitter on the back end from that uh, double dry hopping. It's not bad, though. Um, is this something I would buy another four pack of probably not because the other ipa ipa i have uh from the same line is far superior um i wish this was the princess peach uh fruit by the line Mm. that they had because it was literally like biting into a peach smoothie like it was fantastic um that one was not available in Kansas, though. That was one of the special, like, "Hey, get this while you're here" kind of beers. Uh, and for their anniversary, they weren't doing anything in uh, to go, like so you can get crowlers or growlers or anything like that. But you know what? Good reason to always go back. Yeah,
1: hmm. absolutely. Uh, I I
0: loved, I think almost
1: everything single beer I've had from them. So I and can under, even, I can imagine that's a going to be good drinkable IPA. Even their IPAs,
0: like. My least favorite of the four beers that I got is still just a really good, drinkable, dry-hopped uh, New England IPA. But what do you guys got? Uh, well, speaking of good, drinkable beer,
1: uh, we are drinking from Resurgence Brewing Company, their Old Neighborhood Irish Red Ale. And this is a new beer from them. They've done an Irish Red before, but this is a new recipe, a new beer, uh, because they wanted something that people could take to the parade and stand around and drink, and not get too loopy, and it would cover anybody who's down in the old first ward that could be just just drinking.
0: So do they realize, because they made a beer that's not going to get people too loopy, people are just going to be drinking more of it? To the, yeah, get but to then the point they, that they make they more
2: loopy? money, because oh, okay. they can
0: sell more of it. <clears throat> uh, for those of you that don't know, St. Patrick's Day in Buffalo is... Bonkers. <laughs> it's, it's nuts. There's parades and drinking on pretty much every street. Uh, at that point, open container laws are thrown out the window. Uh, nobody uh, and cares. So, and
1: sometimes open containers are thrown at
0: people. or
1: yes. People in the parade. Uh,
0: <laughs>
1: through the windows. <laughs> through the windows. Um, but I actually really like this beer. It's just a nice, clean Easy-drinking Irish Red. Like, it's not a big malt bomb. Like, I like it's got a nice, clean finish. I could sit and enjoy just drinking this beer anywhere. Yeah, I took. I tried to take a first sip of it
2: to kind of get acclimated, and I took a first guzzle of it. And I'm like, wait a second, is this a lager? Nope. Oh, it's an Irish Red. Are you? Am I sure it's not a lager? kind of tastes like a lager. It's it, just... It's a it,
1: very simple... Red Ale.
2: They're they're saying there's notes of uh, caramel and toffee and biscuit. I get a little biscuit, like the malty, you know, crisp. The yeah, the 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 fresh malt is kind of biscuity, but I don't get caramel or toffee on it.
1: I don't get those either. I get the yeah. biscuity. Um, this like, I, the rep came in. He gave me a six pack, and I was kind of a long day. And I got home and I was like, you know what? We're having pizza. I'm gonna crack this open and I drank it with my pizza and I was like, match made in heaven. This is great. And it's not uh, below like your mind. The greatest Irish red. It's just I just really like drinking this beer. It's just a good drinking beer. It's hard to drink slow. Oh yeah. It's it's a very crushable. It's
2: five point two percent. And it's just like I, like I had to force myself not to get through it before the show started. Like
1: yeah, but you got a six in, pack. Go get another one.
2: It's no, because it's five point two percent. Like, and this isn't St. Patrick's Day. I'm not at a parade. I'm not <clears> about <throat> to throw this empty can at somebody. Um,
0: wait, IBUs, hurts.
1: Paul. IBUs. Now you'll throw that can at somebody. IBUs. I, I what? No, never. Um, I'm never. So I didn't,
2: That's not even listed on the can. I'm I, smart enough not to do that bullshit. I
0: almost uh, took a picture and put it in our group thread. Uh, last side talk before we get into the actual episode. Um, the other night, we went to Disney Springs just for mm. dinner and some shopping around. And we went to Morimoto's uh, street food mm. window and got ramen bowls. And we each got a beer. And I got a IPA from another Florida-based brewery, um, Obito Brewing. And it was called their Cali IPA. Cali spelled K A L I. And my pop culture-addled brain, when I see Cali, I think like, "Oh, Cali Ma, like Indiana Jones." Like, okay, cool. Let me get this one. Crack it open. I take a sip. I'm like, mmm, this is this is really West Coasty." And then I'm looking at the art on the can, and I'm like, "Oh, Hollywood, Florida's not there." And then I'm looking at the canard because it has a map of Florida on it. And I'm like, oh, Califormia. California. <laughs> it's completely a West Coast style IPA. I, It's not necessarily what I wanted. It wasn't bad, but I was kind of let down because I was like, man, I don't think West Coast IPA and ramen. I should have, like, Yanni got a rice lager from Ivanhoe Brewing. Also... <laughs> located in Florida, it would have been a better choice. Messed up, messed up, yeah, messed up. like they say, West Coast
1: go with like Asian food, but I find it's more like it's not ra- It's not ramen. It's like orange chicken or General Sows or something. Like
2: that. Yeah, they, you want the West Coast that pininess, that resiny to cut through something that's sweet or rich or dense. Ramen is supposed to be light, right? <laughs>
0: like and clean. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. so you'd want something... Something like crisp, like the rice lager would have been perfect. (laughs) But anyways, guys, it's going to head us into the news for the week. And it was a pretty light week for us. Uh, The only thing I have written down is we got a new announcement for the upcoming Disney Plus Ahsoka show. Uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead will be appearing as a yet unnamed character. Um... Mary Elizabeth said You may know her as the Huntress from Birds of Prey. You may know her as Ramona Flowers from Scott Cogrom uh, versus the World. Uh, she's fantastic. I'm glad she's kind of making her Star Wars debut. And it took reading this article for me to learn that she is actually dating Ewan McGregor. Yeah, they've, know- had, they've had like a kid together. I didn't know that was a thing. So
1: now I'm kind of like, oh, that's cool. I think they met on Fargo and he left his wife and children for her. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Um big, big Steps. Yeah. Uh no, I like I like her as an actress. She did that movie Kate on Netflix which was um the assassin, a, like, like
0: the Assassin one.
1: Yeah. It's kind of it's fun. It's it's um not quite um John Wick, but it's better than like uh, Atomic Wand. <laughs> Yeah, atomic blonde, and then also they put out that um gunpowder milkshake or whatever, which looked like it was gonna be good but it wasn't very good. Mm. Oh, gunpowder like milkshake would
0: be a beer yeah. and a drink.
1: Right. And um I mean uh I mean they don't say exactly who she's gonna play, but what kind of a character do you think she would come in as? Um
0: I don't know. I could see her being like a bounty hunter or someone on tattooing, just based off of her playing uh, Huntress in Birds of Prey. I think she did really well with that role, even though it wasn't my Helena Bertinelli. Like I think she did, she did well with it.
1: Yeah, I could see her as like a like an inquisitor. Oh, that would be company. cool. Yeah, and then um, also like uh, it'd be cool if she was Doctor Afra. Okay. I mean,
0: we're, we are starting to branch into those previously seen in the comics characters with Black Kyrnizan and Book of Boba Fett. I think that would be really cool, actually. Um, John, you won me over with both of your picks, Doctor After or Inquisitor, <laughs> because I, in the Rebels, I really like the Inquisitors. Like, I'm, I wish we got to see more of them, and I guess they do play a big role in the uh, Fallen Order mm-hmm. game. I still haven't had a chance to play it.
2: Uh, talking about that
0: Fallen Order game, oh my what gosh, a segue. That, was, that wasn't even done <laughs> knowing it was going to happen. What a
2: segue. Uh, this week, we learned that uh, Lucas Entertainment, or Lucas Games, uh, is working with Respawn Studios, the uh, makers of Apex Legends and Titanfall, uh, to develop th- uh, three more Star Wars titles, Star Wars video game titles. Including a sequel to Star Wars Fallen Order, which uh, had the uh, Second Sisters and third the Inquisitors in it. And also a little droid named Beattie uh, that everybody loved in that video game. That uh, spoiler alert for this newest episode of Book of Boba Fett, uh, chapter what? What, cha- what chapter are we on? Chapter 5? I think it's five. 5. I haven't watched it yet. Chapter 5, Beattie appears... A BB droid appears in uh, in this episode, and Kate thought that droid was adorable. I'm like, he's from my video. He's from the video <laughs> game. She's like, oh really? Uh, they're also going to be working on a first person shooter because that's what they're kind of known for with Titanfall. Ooh. And also, they're going to be working with uh, the, the spin off studio from Paradox Games or Paraxis, sorry, uh, to do a, a strategy game. <clears throat> now we you say um, strategy, you mean like
0: turn-based? Kind of I'm stuff guessing because
2: Firaxis like- Studios did, um, they did a Alpha Centauri, I think they worked on some Civilization games back in the day, maybe? Maybe that was some? I know just Alpha Centauri was theirs, and, and XCOM was turn-based last time I played it, which was forever ago. Um... So, I'm I would be excited <laughs> to see that strategy game come to fruition. And hopefully, this isn't just a bunch of announcements of Star Wars video games that then get canceled. I'm looking at you, that Boba Fett game. Level 23,
1: uh, or whatever it was called. Yeah, 13, section, yeah, yeah, yeah. section 13. Yeah,
0: Section 1313. Yeah. Yeah, that could have but, been great.
1: Paul, did you say Fallen Order 2? Was that yep. in the beginning? Okay, mm-hmm. good. Because I really enjoyed Fallen Order. I've thought about going back and replaying it, um, but I don't have any time to play video games. It's okay because you're reading too many comic books
0: and drinking too many beers.
1: That's right, Paul. I know we just did our reviews, but Paul and I have both opened our next beer. Yep. Can I? I only does, this, does this taste like anything? It or? has like a a weird aftertaste to it, and I can't. <clears throat> I don't. Like, I have a bit see. of a stuffy nose, and I don't know if it's just like. I have a stuffy nose so I'm not tasting great, or if this just doesn't have much taste to it. It is watery. It does have that first hit of a Scotch
2: ale. Like it, it, it has that little bit of that kind of um maltyness to it and then nothing.
1: Okay, so it's not it's not it's my not cold. Just, you know, <clears throat>
2: It's this beer. So, so John, have any of these beers that taste like beer series from Big Ditch been good? Yes. Oh, okay. Because
1: I wouldn't have picked this up and said, "Oh, you should get this." I this this is my first time having it.
2: Okay, um, you've
1: had their Oktoberfest beer. Their that Oktoberfest. Tastes like beer. and their, you like that one? I did. I thought it was a. Re- I thought it was one of the best local Oktoberfests. Hmm. and their West Coast IPA. The West Coast IPA it tasted like it was a good West Coast IPA. They did a Goza; uh, it was a good sour. Um, what are the I'm other ones? To get a,
2: you know what? You know what? I'm trying to get acclimated to this, and it is getting better.
1: It's it's not great though, but it is. So uh, <laughs> we're yeah. drinking so, from Big Ditch Brewing. Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Their beer that tastes like beer. This is the brewery started this kind of like mid. I think during the summer of 2021 and they just wanted to do classic styles. They weren't doing, like I said, they did it just a Belgian style goza, like it Mm -hmm. wasn't super fruited. It was just a sour. They did a, just an Oktoberfest, just a Scotch ale, um, just a West coast IPA. And for the most part, I've enjoyed, I think I've enjoyed almost all of them. Um, yeah, But this is probably my least favorite one of them. Which one is this? This is their Scotch Ale. This is the beer that tastes like beer, Scotch Ale. Um, And this is coming in at 7.3%. So it's an easy drinking 7 percenter. I I think now
2: that I've drinking a little bit more of it, that flavor does linger. It does come through. But it isn't rich. It doesn't have that big mouthfeel. It doesn't... It's not, it's too, it's too light throughout. The, the first taste tastes exactly like the aftertaste. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, it it doesn't evolve. It's just a very flat flavor throughout. Um, yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, they did a Hefeweizen as well.
2: Um, I think at my local consumers, they had all of them. still and I'm like wait which one and what's annoying about this can is they're all labeled exactly the same except on the very bottom there's a ring that tells you which one you're getting they're also
1: they're different colors what so this one's purple Paul Huh? (laughs) see where the big ditch logo is yeah that's purple okay and then all the side things are purple and all the like the West Coast IPA was green, the Hefeweizen what? was orange, the Oktoberfest was, was blue. Like they're they're different colors. Okay, like, Chris, like Chris's beer that okay neon okay. blue.
0: Okay. Yeah, it's cool. It's cool. really blue. But,
2: but, but the it, only way to tell it which one you're picking up is unless you knew which color was which before is, you showed up at the store was this little band on the bottom. But when they're in a cooler,
1: uh, it's covered up. Cooler that
2: holds it blocks you from reading it so you got to lift them up to see which one it is um which was i'm just saying it's a slight annoyance because i tried to turn it around and uh, all the canned sides well, that say say celebrate beer explains what the beer that tastes like beer series is and it doesn't explain like which beer they're actually um. getting oh no it does yeah. it does on the second paragraph sorry um
0: they didn't I'm keep like, Paul's attention in the first paragraph, though. Yep. So you know, that's how exactly
2: it is. I moved on, much like everybody lost, uh, lost uh, interest in what I was saying. Chris, yes. gain people's
0: interest back, please. Uh, Be
2: the center in <clears> the <throat> second paragraph.
0: Bring me podcast. Up back <laughs> into it. Uh, my next beer is actually an Imperial Berliner Weiss, and this is a candied blue raspberry marshmallow mm-hmm. sour, uh, sitting at seven point two percent. So a little bit bigger than most of the other Berliners that they put out at Ellipsis, but this is their Raz Rush. And it has a dragon on the the can art, but if I'm thinking Blizzard games and you say Rush, I instantly think, like, Zerg Rush from StarCraft. So I think that's kind of what they're going with, because it does look like it has almost, like, spawning pits behind it. Mm. Um, So I'm going to say this is probably a StarCraft themed beer and like John noticed it's electric blue and my very first sip of this the other night when I cracked it open actually while we were watching the Bills game not together but you know separately we were all doing this um, mm-hmm. my initial thought was holy crap this tastes like <laughs> tilt because well it's only 7.2% it is have having a little bit more of like that alcohol bite than I expected from a Berliner and it's that candied blue raspberry where it's just like eaten like a mouthful of uh, Pop Rocks. Uh, and then that marshmallow kind of gives it like a nice like nice little like weighty sweetness to it. I really enjoy this one a lot. Um, this is my second like least favorite but again no no bad things to say about it. I love this beer. Uh, it just means that the other two that I have I like more. I will pick this up and drink this again. Uh, I just need to be careful that I don't spill on anything because it is electric. It looks like you're <laughs> drinking Blue Kool-Aid. I told you about...
1: Yeah. It's, it's
2: reminding me of when I picked up uh, during last summer when they re-released Blue uh, Pepsi. Pepsi Blue. I told you that story, right? Yeah. And I I, I poured it into a a glass, and I had it sitting there while I was getting the rest of the dinner ready, and then when I lifted up the glass, there was a perfect ring of blue around where the glass was because the fizz, it didn't overflow, but just the effervescent fizz from the soda left the blue stain
0: on on the countertop. Uh, I... I love it, Paul. I know we talked about it previously, but I can't wait for you to come down here just so I can take you. Well, to this we're place off the
2: plane, right? And it'll be about eleven noon-ish. It's, it's, right, and there. We're it's going right there. It's right there because it's right there. It's right? right there. We'll we'll grab a drink. We'll grab some lunch because we can't. A room we can't check in until four, anyways.
1: So okay.
2: So so, you so you hit a couple go of things. We go saying. get a sub
1: at Wawa because you got to get a sub at Wawa. You got to. <laughs> You gotta get a sub. I have yet Wawa. to get a sub at Wawa. <laughs> she was Sue lived
0: like, off of them. From one of here.
1: what I hear. I'm gonna go back. She looked up where the closest one was to us when we when we came back home because she was like, "I need more. I need more of these subs."
0: To put it into perspective, like a Wawa sandwich is probably the closest thing I could get to a Wegman sub down here. Like people here love Publix, and Publix is good, mm-hmm. but like Wawa is just better. It it's like a um, is what it is. It's
1: like a nicer restaurant, it, and it's not. I mean, it's a gas station, but it's, it's like gas oh, if you could take make a better Subway sub, it's a better Subway sub. And like not to say anything bad about Subway, Subway's mm-hmm. they know what their bread and butter mm-hmm. is. It's ch- cheap subs. And not yeah. put the actual bread. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's they're good. You got. I, it would be a nice stop. Get a couple drinks. Get a Wawa sub. Sit on the curb and uh, eat a sub, and then go to another brewery.
0: Uh, get some Ellipsis popcorn because the popcorn that they have there is fantastic. Uh, at their fourth anniversary party, I brought home two bags. I had the. Uh, the Buffalo Ranch cheddar, and then the it's like black pepper, Parmesan, garlic. I think uh, just delicious craft popcorns there as well. It's a great place, Paul. That's all I'm saying. But- I do have to say that the Buffalo gas station
2: uh, markets have been trying to step up their game. Like you got Crosby's out there that has pizza, that have a sub, uh, substation.
1: Kenyans does subs uh, uh, and the, the gas station on the corner boots. down from my house has Cantina sixty eight or something in there, and I'm like, oh, uh, I could go in there and get what? diarrhea. Like it's great. Is that like it's well, the here now have like Mexican, you know, restaurant they have in the, subways in there. And I just thought, mm, that's I don't think so. Well, I, I think not. they have.
2: The Delta Sonics have been starting to put in brick oven p- pizzerias inside their yeah. their gas their uh, gas station. So I think we're stepping up our food game. Our gas Chris, station is your, food
1: game. There's no reason. for Is gas your next beer going to gonna be a food. sour or an IPA?
0: Um, my next beer on my list of like, hey, I like this one more than the last one. Again, nothing bad about any of them. Um, it's actually going okay. to be. An I'm gonna open it. I do have a. I was gonna say I do have. So, a I got sour a sour kicking as my around final in, the, one in the in,
1: in my the fridge, so I was like, okay. I was gonna match you because I can talk about Paul's next beer. I'm it's not gonna, gonna finish, finish the rest of the scotch because it just doesn't taste like anything to me. Yeah, <clears throat> I'm gonna
2: finish it. You, because you it's don't it's have open any other beers that and you can just water you know, off and get. Yeah, well, yeah, I got the right yeah. here to see you know my next beer. So I'm all good.
0: So, uh, so John. Uh, what's kicking it to the top of your list For the books you're going to be picking up February oh, 2nd, twenty twenty? I'm uh,
1: going deep into a poll For a book that came out in April By uh, Jeff By Jeff Johns, Ooh. Brad Anderson And Gary Frank And um, this book Just put out Its trade and it had a really cool cover And I thought Oh, I'll, I'll, let me go pick up that first issue It's a $1.99 ninety nine. Um, and this is set years after a nuclear war has ravaged the planet desperate outlaws battle for survival in a world of radioactive chaos out past out past the poisoned wasteland lives a man even the night crawlers and organ people fear some call him Joe Glow others call him the meltdown man but his name is Geiger and this is actually has gotten pretty good reviews. It seems like people are are liking it. Um, I think the reason I didn't pick this up and I put it in my wish list is it was like I think it was like 4.99. And I was like, "You know what? I'm I don't think I'm going to make a 4.99 commitment this week. Uh, it's $1.99 now. I'll grab that first issue <clears throat> if I like it. That trade just came out. Maybe it's a trade in policy at some point. But uh, kind of a post-apocalyptic Jeff Johns book. Uh, yeah, I'm willing to check that out.
2: Also, Maybe also you were a little afraid because in February of, of this year, you picked up Snow Angels, <laughs> which was a post-apocalyptic Jeff Le- story. a Jeff Lemire one, right? That was written by a person that you really enjoy. Exactly, Chris. Jeff Lemire. and artist jock. And you're like, how could this go wrong? And and it went not so right.
0: John just goes into each new year now thinking, like, oh, it's going to be the worst it could ever be, post-apocalyptic. Let me read I bought three indie books
1: in December. I read all three of them. They all were actually pretty good. I was like, yeah, these are actually all really interesting. Um, But Chris had a bunch of books. I had... Bought and added uh, the second Wolverine book, and I was like, ah, it's just too much. And then Chris dropped two of his, and I was like, it's just too late notice for me to add these. But the
0: other. Yeah. I let you know as soon so, you know, as I could. Was that was, <laughs> I was like, oh, in the this morning. Didn't but also,
1: it's not like, hey, I already yeah. added one book. I'm not going to add two more to the list, especially Chris, you were working all day, so it was like. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but they were actually pretty decent. Um,. But yeah,
2: well, you you have did your chance stopped. to
1: sneak one in.
2: You just decided to sneak in. Well, Death I paid, of Wolverine I paid through the nose for it, so I was going to make sure that we did it. Oh, talking about paying through the nose, I'm going to be paying 4.99 for a uh, comic book this week, guys. That's right, fifteen. The solicitation says it's 15 years in the making, and it all kicks off here. This is Fantastic Four, Reckoning War, Alpha number one, because suddenly, suddenly we have to say Alpha in front of it, um, oh, because it kicks off the series without actually being a series.
0: Uh, just a bunch of tie-ins. <sighs> now are, you, I'm a little, are you rethinking it now? It's Dan no, Slott no, and it's Fantastic you know what? Four, though. Like, I feel
2: like this it's Fantastic Four, and place. it's written by Dan Slott, like... Artist is going to be Carlos Pachenko on it. Like, I thought it was going to be its own little miniseries, but hey, it's bringing the Fantastic Four together with uh, She Hulk, the I don't know who the Unseen is, but the Silver Surfer showing up, and apparently Jack Book
0: guys. Oh, he's back! He's, oh, wait, no, isn't he dead? But isn't he dead again? But isn't he Talk back? But isn't that. he
2: alive? But is he back? We'll be talking about that I later even in the She Hulk book. I don't even know who Jack of Hearts is. The only time that I have ever seen Jack of Hearts <laughs> this is when he dies. Avengers disassembled when he dies. Exactly. Who the hell is he? What is it about? I oh, don't know. Oh, I I'm can't wait to talk care. about this. I cannot
0: wait to talk about this.
2: Alright. I you know, honestly, we'll talk about it later. <laughs> but if I was in a bathtub and really enjoying a good silk. And Jack of Hart showed up at my door, I want to get out of the tub.
0: Uh, what, what,
1: like, if if what, what if you a had a fling with them? If I could fit in a bathtub. I I didn't know why. I I I that's did. why it matters. And Chris, yes. You're you're freakishly he's free, he's tall. That you don't fit into normal
0: tubs. If I could fit in the bathtub, I'm not getting out of it. That's the, that's my whole point. Like, I'm gonna Well, wait, wait a second, it. Chris. What if you had
2: the ability to shape shift into a smaller version of yourself that would probably fit into that bathtub perfectly? Would you describe my other
0: shape shifted version as mousy? Oh, so mousy. Oh, then oh, so mousy. Then I would I would get in and out of tubs all the live long day. <laughs> Couldn't. <laughs> Okay,
2: Okay. we're getting into the main topic too soon. Uh, Chris, what's your book?
0: Uh, I'm actually looking forward to... It's a weird book, and it's something that I didn't and am still on the fence of maybe don't want to pick up. Because I I have no horse in this race. Um, It's Monkey (laughs) Prince number one. It's a new hero in the DC Universe in Gotham City. Uh, and this is, Paul just threw his arms up and shook his head like, what? Um, Gotham City. That, yeah, because that place needs, needs a, another hero. It needs another hero. That's not going to do anything. Um, uh, this but uh, I, I don't even right know how to now, talk about it. I'm just, I need to start off, uh, written by Jean Luen Young, uh, art by Bernard Chang, who we've seen previously on the show doing stuff like, Uh, Shang-Chi, and I'm blanking on what else uh, Gene Lanyang did, but it's a new number one that I was like, okay, like, I know the basics of the Monkey Prince, like, myth, because Dragon Ball was my like, gateway anime, so I know about it from that, and then after learning Dragon Ball was based off of this fable like I've I have looked into a little bit uh, I, I don't have a lot to say about this book but it kind of caught my attention because it's a new superhero it's a new number one it's written by a writer that I do like what he does I don't know if I'm going to like this book again because like everything we previously kind of said and joked about like it's a weird bot to throw a superhero into. Um, It's a shape-shifting superhero. Uh, It's a kid that goes to uh, high school and he can turn into the monkey prince who is basically Goku because he's got a staff and he turns into a monkey and he's got a cloud that he flies on. I don't know. It's a number one and I'm like, you have my attention because it's written by a creator that I like and respect because yeah. Why not? So, So, Regman operates out
2: of Gotham City, right? The whole Bat Uh, family, the Creeper, Creeper, yeah. Alan Scott, Green Lantern. He Um, was the in JSA. He owned a well in the Golden Age. Yeah, I I don't know. He owned like the radio or station that operated in Gotham City.
0: I'm hesitant to say anything about Alan Scott because the last Alan Scott thing I read was when they were doing the Earth Two book, and that was part of the New Fifty Two. And I don't know what's stayed as canon since then, and where he went after that book. But yeah, in in the the current like current quote unquote common knowledge like yeah (laughs) alan scott was in gotham
2: Uh, so you you got three heroes right there that are not part of the bat family already oh also uh are we counting the clown killer as part of the bat family now
0: I, i would say he's part i mean last time we saw him he was being trained by jason todd which we'll see if we get back into that but i don't know like it just it sounds
2: kind of Jason Todd needs a Robin because if anybody were to get his own Robin, it would be Jason Todd. He would definitely be down with getting a Robin.
0: I, I, I like that. Hey, this happened to me. I don't want this to happen to you. I want you to overcome it and be better mentality. Um, guys, I, I haven't picked it up and I'm not going to subject anybody else to reading it. If I do Robins, number two came out and I'm kind of like, Mm, maybe I should pick it up even though we all banned no, that shouldn't. book. You shouldn't do that. I don't know. I I, I shouldn't, but I <clears throat> I saw it when I was buying comics like the other week and I was like, mmm this is a light week for me. So I actually started to buy yeah, some. That makes more shoes, sense. But you should do no. that. And that Robin book was garbage. Yeah. I I didn't like it, but I'm still interested because I'm a Robin and Robin's Man, Like that's that's what drove me to that book. I'm like, oh shit, this book is but, made for me. Like <laughs> it should have had like a a bubble on the cover that I was like, hey Chris, this book's made for you. Like No. No, it's bad. I know, I know.
2: So that brings us to a dramatic reading from the Baghdad Boardcast. Star Wars: The High Republic, Eye of the Storm, Issue One, Page Twenty Seven, Panel One. (laughs) The Great Hall of the Nihil.
0: (laughs) My father, he's dead. Someone killed him. Sorry, kid. That's rough. Guess that makes you the eye.
2: And that was a dramatic reading from Star Wars: The High Republic. High the Storm, Issue One,
0: Page Twenty Seven, Panel One. I decided to do that reading as like a news serial. Mm-hmm. I got. <laughs> so I hope I, you guys. I
1: definitely it. got it.
0: I thought we were doing. It was.
1: Why uh, sounds. It's pretty good. Yeah. If somebody had read the book to me that way, I might have enjoyed it more. But it's only because I didn't know what the hell was Ooh. going on, who the characters were, or what kind of bullshit was happening. <laughs> Let's not get into
2: the uh, into the main topic until we're into the main topic, and first we gotta be talking about uh, my pick for this uh, for this look
0: back. I and thought that's... we were doing beer. I'm opening another one. It's fine.
1: Uh, you know what? I Something thought Paul because I didn't like the book. I thought Paul bought it. Sorry, I thought <laughs> I thought it was throwing it over to you. Nope, that was a Chris no. pick.
2: So <laughs> uh, that's that's true. I, I would have bought it, but Chris already did. Uh, what I purchased and brought to the table was She-Hulk, one of five. That's right. Written by uh, Rainbow Rowell and art by Roja Antonio. Roja Roj Antonio. Uh, hold,
0: oh, hold on, sorry. I'm clicking over to my other screen. Going to this.
2: Yep, click over issue. <laughs> <laughs> and
0: uh, uh, I would say Rohe Rohe?
2: Rohe? Yeah Ro- um, and this basically picks up after the Savage She-Hulk run is over um, Jen Walters is back into control she's trying to um, get her life back into order and she realizes that hey all this time that she spent as She-Hulk she wasn't earning any kind of money she lost her apartment, lost basically her old job, and uh now she's trying to rebuild again. So it's, you know, that 20 something uh kind of uh, rom- uh that 20 something kind of like slacker comedy and comic books. You know, your your new girl, your friends, your how I met your mother, your uh yeah. Not Cheers. But, you know, other shows. I'm guessing that's what they're kind of doing. Every sitcom, (laughs) but not Cheers. Fuck (laughs) you, Cheers.
0: cheers. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Because Cheers happens at a bar, and she passed that already. Because she's a lawyer. She passed the bar.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Shut up. Anyways, that was episode 469. Let us know (laughs) what you thought. Uh, We won't read these emails because this is the last episode. (laughs) Um.
2: Uh, <laughs> but no, and then, uh, so she gets a new job she she's running late for a new job. she is of course gets stopped by one of her villains, Titania well, uh they have they have a fight for really no reason other than Titania's
0: just like, I'm bored. <laughs> hey, I like to fight you, things are okay with my life, <laughs> but let's fight.
2: Because I heard that I can finally
0: take Six. you this time you're not, because you're, you're not all as mind. cool
2: as you've been. <clears throat> yeah, um.
1: I had it was fun. fine. You know, it fun was fine, and issue. then you realize, yeah, yeah. I really like. I, liked I this. honestly enjoyed all of the books that we read. I felt very lost in the Star Wars one. It wasn't a bad book. I just didn't know what the hell was going on. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, that book wasn't for me. That's for you guys who've been reading the novels, and... Mm-hmm. I know, but Stop I'm just Stop talking about Star Wars. We're going to talk about Star well, Wars. But... I I had a lot of fun with this book. It made me feel like the, um... I can't think of his name who did the... Dan Slot. It made me think of Dan, Dan Slott, Slott. 100%. And just the quirky villain showing up, them having, a like, a fight... Jen Walters, like, talking to her the whole time, and then, like, them choosing to have, like, their own little girl fight club. But also at the end being like, you really make me feel sorry for you, She-Hulk, right now. Like, can I give you some money? Can I help you <laughs> out? Like, it was all great. <clears throat> uh,
2: Everybody was, yeah, feeling sorry for Jen Walters, and that maybe that's why I didn't really like it that much, just because I'm like, this is a weird pity well, party...
1: We saw we saw She Hulk. Hulk like get kicked out of the mansion before, pull herself up by the bootstraps, go to a mm-hmm. go to work as a lawyer, them tell her no, we don't want She Hulk here, we want Jen Walters the lawyer. But then she's totally lost everything mm-hmm. from being in the Savage I, I imagine being Savage She-Hulk, not being able to control mm-hmm. being Hulked out destroyed everything where she is just she's got one suit she's got you know was able to string one job together where her office is in a closet you know like she was able to string these things together and she's again pulling herself up by the bootstraps but now it's kind of funny when one of the people that you think of as her arch villain is then going to be like her BFF in this and yeah Mm -hmm. And is offering her money. Like, it's just kind of a fun thing. Like, do you have a house? Like, well, yeah. Oh, I'm jealous of that. Well, I mean,
0: we rent. But, yeah, like, I have a home. (laughs) and Mm -hmm. That's what was the hook for this book. Because, for me, She-Hulk's a character that I do like. But she's so on the ancillary of characters that I follow. Or pop up in books Mm -hmm. that I happen to buy and read. That... When Paul picked She-Hulk, I'm like, okay, like, yeah, I'll, I'll read that because the last time I read She-Hulk was the last time that Paul picked up She-Hulk to, and I, I don't mean this in a bad way, to right. make us read She-Hulk because it was like that Dan Slot art where it was a lot more like that
1: mm-hmm.
0: courtroom drama, but like kind of with a sense of humor She-Hulk, which I really did enjoy, but outside of that. I know who She-Hulk is, and I don't have any thoughts on her after that point. And going into this book, I read it as like, okay, the She-Hulk show's going to be coming out. Who's this She-Hulk that they're that going to be selling me that's going to introduce me to that MCU Disney Plus She-Hulk show that we're going to be getting? Who knows when this year? Mm-hmm. And everything about this book, as someone who... Passing knowledge of She Hulk. This book really grabbed me, and I had a lot of fun with it. For all those things that John, you personally, settlers, like, Titania just shows I was like, no, yeah, my life's good, but I just want to fight you because I want to fight. And She Hulk is like, okay, well, hold on, let me change out of my suit because this is my only suit. And Titania like, it's your only suit? Do you need money? <laughs> I like that down on her luck. But she's not down and out. Like, she's still trying to do the best that she can. She sees a little help from her friends, a.k.a. Janet Van Dyne, who's like, "Uh, you can stay in this apartment. Like, you one of those lawyers that can help me sell something? Because we can clear out of this. And then Jen just being so excited that she has a closet of clothes that she can wear. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think what you're seeing in this book is kind of what has made me be like, yeah, Runaways is a lot of fun because Rainbow Rowell's writing Runaways as well. And it's those low key kind of fun character moments, but it's still people that shouldn't be having fun because things are just always going wrong for them. But you make do with what you got and Mm -hmm. you make do with what you got. Like, Hey, uh, all girl fight club, just you and me. I need to blow off steam. Let's do this. Like, I still have your business card, like I really enjoyed this book. And then
1: at the end, uh Jack Heart shows up and dies in her apartment. Or passes out. Passes <laughs> out, right? Yeah. It has it to, be, has to be because he's gonna I be don't... appearing in uh, Fantastic Four next week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it says Jack uh,
2: Jonathan Hart. Jack of Hearts, formerly dead. That's the only tag we yeah, get. Yeah, but he's
1: formerly dead in the past. It's, I think that's why out. half of him is blue, right? <sighs> I think he's been... I, I, think, that's, I think he's been dead five, like think that his character,
0: years, right? <clears throat> it's, it's not that long since we got disassembled, but I feel like him walking in, like, struggling to, like, stay up is basically the same... The last time we saw him, like, walk into Avengers Mansion. And when I say we, I mean (laughs) us as, like, a triumvirate. Because I don't know if he's appeared in anything else since Disassembled. But, like, him kind of struggling in having been killed. I I don't know this character besides, like, John, again, you said, like, yeah, he died in Disassembled. That was like that big quote unquote character loss mm-hmm. from that. Has he been back at something? Oh, do I care? No, but I like enough of this book that if Paul, you picked up number two or uh, down the road you buy like the trade, mm-hmm. I'm going to read this because I really love this take on Jen Walters. And again, I can't read this in a vacuum. I'm reading this as like, hey, I have a She Hulk show coming up. I want this to be that version of She-Hulk that we get.
2: I keep on forgetting about the She-Hulk show coming out, and I don't know what it was about this book, but I was just just like, I I read it and it was okay. It was fun, but I didn't. It just didn't hook me. I'm like, everything felt a little weird and just it felt disassembled, goofy. No, oh yeah, nice. Uh, No, it felt goofy for goofiness' sake. Like, oh, we're going to throw Titania in into the dumpster. We're going to have her turn into She-Hulk while trying on floppy
1: hats. Yeah, but that...
0: And she's well, going to be She-Hulk while I, she's in the bath. I like that because all those clothes were bought by her when she was She-Hulk. Like, she was just like, yeah. hey, I'm big, I'm green, I'm a lawyer. Like, I, I like that moment where it's like, yeah, I can, I can wear these clothes because a couple pages before that we had just, like, yeah, I can't shop a lot of places. I'm Jen Walters. Like, people don't make clothes for She-Hulk. <laughs> I, I liked
2: that. And then the one suit that she was so protective of because she, she just rips Because she's got a closet like, full of she, clothes, she, she doesn't Hulk. care.
1: But that floppy hat yeah, on yeah. her is, like, one of those She-Hulk, like, images. Like, you'd always see her, like, dressed up, carrying all the the bags, and she'd have one of those big hats on. Like, like uh, Pretty Woman esque mm-hmm. things
0: that they did in the the nineties to, mm-hmm. to She Hulk. Like, <clears> there <throat> you go. Uh, spoilers, guys. That's actually the episode <laughs> artwork. Because <laughs> I, I do I that helps. while we're talking about stuff. I literally just sent it to you because I had already edited it together. Because I'm like, <clears throat> you know, this is a good panel. Um, I I, I love the book. Uh, I thought Paul, it was great. I'm down for number two. Paul, everything. <clears throat> That you normally pick and love that we dislike, the opposite has finally happened. You pick I something don't, that you are like, man, I don't know. and John and I are like, yeah, we like. Yeah, this. I am kind of I am middling. I want to be middling
2: on this. I don't. I didn't dislike it. It was fun, but I felt it was like it was almost like the Ghostbusters reboot, you know, movie where everybody was just over the top and goofy for goofiness' sake, like. I feel everybody in this episode... In this issue is very arch. You know, the boss... Don't thank me... See, I didn't
1: have as much of a problem with this... In this book as I did with... um, Hawkeye. The one that we just read... What, last month? Where that stuff seemed so... mm -hmm. Forced. This stuff, to me, didn't feel forced. It just felt like... Okay, she's got the big tough boss lawyer... The only reason I'm hiring you is because I don't want to have to compete with you in the courtroom. Like, okay, I think I got it now. I think because
2: I was such a big fan of the Dan Slot stuff, it's hearkening to it, but it's not it. So maybe I'm kind of like, it's that, um, like Uncanny Valley. It's that it's close to it. It might be, and it might just be, it might get to be, and it might be just as good, if not better, than Dan Slott. But since I'm not used to it yet, I'm kind of pushing, the, I'm seeing a gap there. See, and I the, might be the pushing thing I have to say that. is,
1: the Dan Slot is the only thing a She-Hulk I've ever read, loved, and continued to read. But that was 12 years ago? And I think I've gone back in 12 years to read it once, but I know that I love it. So this makes me go, oh, this is just like the dance slot run. I love this. And I'm on board with it. You see,
2: you're, you're getting to the point where you're like, it's just like the Dan Slot stuff, and I'm not
0: there yet. It's – go ahead, Chris. I'm sorry. No, um, I went to like – it wasn't a thrift store, but – I don't know what to call it, like odds and ends, like a, mm-hmm. like a repackaged, repurposed, sell it for whatever we can get store. And bought one of those like, hey, $5, 10 comics packs. And mm-hmm. in that pack, as 10, 11 year old Chris, I had a random issue of She-Hulk. And it was literally She-Hulk and Titania, like, Fighting through like a boutique store. That was my first introduction to She Hulk as a character. And it could be that just nostalgia nerve in your elbow. Like it's right mm-hmm. next to the funny bone. Like it's right there. Reading this, like, hit that nerve. But now reading it as an adult, it's like, no, we always do this. Why do we keep doing this? just like to do this? I I, I really dug it. This I, I have to decide after we talk about the rest of the books. This might be my favorite book of the month. I my lot. one or two.
1: Mm-hmm. And I liked all okay, of the books. Yeah, yeah.
0: I yeah. <clears throat> uh, Paul, Paul, I don't like you being defensive about a book that you picked. <laughs> Because we like because it. we it's like a rare it.
1: occasion, bud.
0: <laughs> it's weird. It's weird, bud. I, I don't it's know how so to feel weird about this. That I
1: thought the Star Wars book was your pick.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm the, but it isn't. I feel the need. Do you <clears throat> want to talk about that Star Wars no. book
1: now, <laughs> John? I want to talk about our next beer. Mm. Uh, and. Mm. Let me go last. uh, I haven't opened up my experience. As I said earlier, like uh, the Irish Red I was having, um, the rep came in and gave that to me. But I also make friends that go, hey, I went to some cool breweries and I have uh, a four-pack I brought back. And here, it's a mixed four-pack of my four favorite beers from that place. And um, this is Any Day's Haze from Beer Tree Brewing. And Beer Tree makes... Some of the best IPAs I think you can get out there. And this is a 6.3 mm. hazy IPA. It's pithy grapefruit, juicy. Um, it's hazy, but it's like a thin hazy. You, you hold it up to the light, you could kind of see through it. Um, it's really nice, super easy drinking. Um, and yeah, I just... It, it's a... It's a it's a really nice it's a really nice beer. It's not the best hazy IPA I've had, but it's upper upper middle. Like you know, it's if fifty if fifty percent is the middle, this guy's like seventy. It's it's pretty high. It's not a seventy five percent. You know, there's definitely better beers, but it's good. I like it. And uh, it was a nice gift from uh, someone who went to the brewery and said, I should give one of these to John. I don't, I'm very likable. People like me. I'm a nice guy. Now, uh, are you, mm. Chris has
0: seen me at my worst. <laughs> Are you talking about the time that you were, like, drunk on the front lawn? Like, crawling? Like, I can't reach the door? No, I just meant, like, b- being awful. <laughs> As a human being. Oh. Uh, so, d- we're different people. You saying at my <laughs> worst, and my instant thought was, like, you being drunk front lawn. I'm climbing a tree, and you're like, I'm, I'm drunk. I can't reach the door. I'm, like... We could literally just stand up, but like you we were just being like, "I, I'm gonna crawl." Uh, I also said, "Leave handle. me here,"
1: and nuzzled my face in the grass and said it was so cool. Like,
0: again, it was again it was comfortable outside that evening. It's kind, of, it kind of cute.
1: It was kind of cute.
0: <laughs> it's fun. We have fun times. Uh, Paul, what, what's what's your next beer?
2: My next beer is a beer that John talked about
1: earlier uh, mean, in a did I, I never episode. had it on the this show. This is Founders. This is something I sent to you guys and just told you about. I, I
2: haven't seen it yet. Could have sworn you had it. I'm sorry. Uh, but, okay, then we're talking to, We're either talking about this on the podcast the for the second time. time. Or the first time. So get ready. It feels like the very first time. Uh founders all day haze this is uh their session hazy ipa it comes in a 15 pack for 17 right like
1: i i sell $17.99? it for 17 i don't know what you Let's, paid for it
2: i might have gotten it at, at a tops and for nineteen ninety nine. i don't remember uh but uh this is i can't find i think it's 4.9 alcohol by volume i can't don't quote me on that. I'm having a hard time reading it because it's an all green no, it's can, right? Orange. an um, orange. So
1: Hold it up, Chris. Is it orange? Okay. Well, wait, you just showed us the oh, UPC. It's... You're way too close. <laughs> well, I don't know.
2: <laughs> I'm getting a lot of glare it's a, myself. It's, it's orange. It's an orange life can. And you guys are getting a lot of glare. Okay. Orange you can't. But yeah. So the contrast isn't high enough for me to really be able to read it. Um, But it's... It knocks All Day IPA out of the water. If you're going to buy... I haven't had the All Day uh, Vacay series that they put out uh, before this one. But all I know is if I see All Day Haze versus All Day IPA, I'm picking up All Day Haze. It's just a bigger, more full, more flavorful version of All Day IPA. It's... It's delicious. It's fun to drink. It's easy. It's still under five percent. Four point nine percent. Going, Um, awesome. Um, I picked up a fifteen pack of this on last, basically last week, like seven, eight days ago, or six days ago. Sorry, math is hard right now. Um, And this is my very last can of it. Granted, there was a family party and other people came over and drank a few. But this is, like, going to be my perfect fridge filler from now on. It's like, oh, we are got a party coming up. People will want to drink. Boom. All day haze. All day haze. Going out to golfing, what should I bring? Ah, we'll bring a few. All day haze. Aff- very affordable for, for at that price point for how good of a beer it is. It's
1: it's my new I think favorite, they're also selling four pack is- tall boys for eight
2: ninety nine. <clears throat> That's a disculping day right there. Four pack tall boys for nine bucks.
1: Boom. Yeah. I I, I, I honestly think that they should keep this beer around. This is their seasonal beer, but it's so stupid that they would release this beer in January. Because this is a summer beer. Like, unless they were worried that this was going mm-hmm. to knock out all day IPA, but this is an easy step up replacement for all day. They could get rid of all day and have this. Mm-hmm. It's still got a little <clears throat> bit of pininess to it,
2: but it has a richness and a more fullness to it. It's not, it's not, um, so I would get, and then the aftertaste is more of a grapefruity. Mm-hmm. Kind of flavor, grapefruit bitterness at the end, a piney up front, grapefruit finish. <clears throat> there you go, buds. They like. Let's. They go. put
1: out a. It's good. What is it? It's. It's their hazy version of a beer. Chris, you had it on the show. I had it on the show. I think I liked it a little bit more than you did. It's a yellow can with the like the hop kind of um, stained glass looking. I can't. Th- no, Promise? no. I know because you
0: said stained glass. Th- sorry, yeah. so I no. I, to I went the exact same place. So but I'm yeah. see if I can find it. But <clears throat>
1: they released this. They released it as I, like, oh, yeah. this is going to be our our hazy IPA, and it just doesn't. It just doesn't do it. It's not that good of a hazy beer. And um, like, I just don't understand why they wouldn't want to make this their like. Yeah, we need to do this beer longer than just being a seasonal. Like, it just is odd.
0: Uh, Unraveled. I. Oh, okay, yeah, Unraveled. Yeah, that's a really good IPA. I think when you're a brewery that's as big but still as small because you want to focus on, like, doing something that's weird and out there, sometimes that message can get lost. Uh, Because Unraveled IP was awesome, but again, like, you have so much available to you to like put into like making a beer and you have such a wide footprint that you can then put that beer out and have people try and see what resolves from it. Um, Something like Hazy All Day, what's it called? I haven't seen it yet. All Day Haze. All day haze, and I drink all day day haze,
1: Haze. Paul. I grabbed that beer specifically, (laughs) hey, to drink with you,
0: hey. Uh, That can kind of slip on the radar because you're like, oh yeah, we make all day IPA as our such an IPA, like we're going to put it out, and then we're going to make another IPA as our like seasonal release, put it out there, see if people like it. Stuff kind of falls behind because two weeks ago my mom sent me a picture of a beer she was drinking uh, which was the re-released Fruitwood and she was like Oh, oh this is great I love it if you can find it you gotta try it and I'm like I had that when they put it out like four years ago and I didn't like it Founders is now like the brewery that's Huge and like omnipresent, but still acts like it's very small and like it's a secret. Shh! You got to find it. It's it's bizarre. Like I will. My mom. My mom drank fruitwood and loved it, and I'm like, oh, yeah. I I had that forever ago. Didn't like it, and now this hazy hazy IPA. Like I'm like, oh. You always seem like you'll
1: get it next month. You always seem to get it a lot later than we
0: do. I I still never found the grapefruit. um, Masagabe. Masagabe, Masagabe. yeah. I still never got that here, but I have the seltzer
1: pack. It's, it's, It's bizarre. You get more new Holland beers than I do. I don't get anything. I get dragon's milk, and I'm I'm four hours away from New Bout- like from the brewery. Like
2: <laughs> I oh yeah, not right now because you get can't drive to Canada. No
0: matter right now. Oh, oh yeah, oh, so yeah, like the, eleven yeah. hours.
2: Still to not brand. that bad. It's not a lot closer than Chris's. He's six. You're six hours.
0: <laughs> uh, I thought it was longer. Um, I I was just happy and shocked. We're not talking about this on the show. Uh, I had a new IPA from New Holland that I really enjoyed. Great IPA. I don't think I'm going to love it as much as I will enjoy all day.
1: All, all day haze. What's it all, called? Remember? All day IPA. All day haze.
0: All day haze. All day haze. All day IPA. What was? What was the other? All day. Vacay. And that was just a all week. All day Vacay. That one that was I was not wrong about. And that's And a they're weed bringing ale. that back for the I summer, think. and it's like, yeah. it was fine. I don't know, like all day is like that's the session, like that's what you got to get. I don't know, Chris. What are you I'm drinking? For
2: uh, Chris, what are you drinking? <laughs>
0: uh, my
2: third I'm beer. I'm sorry.
0: Let's just
1: against your Coke. No, I was talking to Paul because we both said Paul is a beer. Chris, what are you drinking at the same time? <laughs> but you did say Paul, so now I'm good. Oh, I
2: really you gotta say the name. I'm oh, sorry, bud. You said Paul. God damn, kid games I said I don't anything. Remember the goddamn so, rules, too? If I said something after you jinxed me, without you saying my name, or without somebody else, did in I actually the group say jinxed? You though, did I think say I said you me first. He said I don't, me a coke. It doesn't matter. Chris, talk
0: cage, about your but beer. But we're not
2: going to do that now. Chris got to talk about his beer.
0: Uh, third beer. Second favorite from the four that I picked up for Ellipsis' fourth anniversary uh, in celebration of their their birth and uh, Orlando Beer Week is their Yes, My Lord. Uh, again, another double dry hopped IPA. This one with. Galaxy, Eldorado, Simcoe, and Sabro hops. Uh, this one has an orc mm. on the can art. Yes, me lord. Yep. Turning around. Uh, it's an orc. He's in a forest. He could be a peon. He's probably a peon. I'm imagining he's in Elwyn forest because again, outside Orgrimmar, it's all desert land. Like He's not laying siege mm. to anything. Like At best, he's going to Mulgore, where the tauren live. Um this orc though, he's he's an Elowin, like he's about to lay siege to Stormwind he's gonna be a martyr. Uh This is a great double dry hopped IPA. Nothing wrong with the first one I had, the Tavern Ball, but this like drinking this, it's yeah, this is everything I want from a double dry hopped IPA. It's absolutely fantastic. Uh eight point five percent ABV. They went to Drinkable to like, you have a few of these, you're gonna be over the limit uh, with their fourth anniversary beers. There's a right amount of hoppy and citrus and drinkability to Yes, Millord that. I, I just want more of it. I shouldn't have more of it. I still have like four more comic books to talk about, but yeah, this is a knockout IPA. And this is what Ellipsis does right with IPAs versus some of the other stuff that they put out. It's like, oh, it's an IPA, but it has different hops from, like, our norm recipe. Uh, So I got a couple questions because this is your last beer, right? Oh, no. I still have my favorite of the night, which is
2: another sour. So I do have to ask, since it's all... Blizzard Entertainment Games, and we've seen what? We've seen uh, Hearthstone. Hearthstone, Starcraft, I'm guessing, with the brass Rush. Yep, yep. Uh, and then Warcraft. Definitely Warcraft. Yeah, but m- maybe not World Warcraft, but Warcraft. Do we have
0: Redneck Racing at all shown up? Oh, we don't. How about Lost Vikings? We don't. Um, they also oh. did just put out another beer after everything that they did for their fr- uh, fourth anniversary party, which is their Care again. Yeah, uh, Yep, that's... Uh, which Starcraft. is another StarCraft ref, uh, reference. Uh, which I do want to go back and try to get that one, because why not? It's great brewery. Um, but uh, none of, like, the lower tier Blizzard games, like Lost Vikings or the Rocket Racing... Red Redneck Racing. Okay. Bro- I, I saw red, red, Redneck Racing... Paul, I think that's you being exclusive.
2: You guys don't remember it? It it, maybe you want to drink. I think it's it's rock and 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 roll racing.
0: I think it's rock and roll racing. That's actually what you are talking about. I might be. But Paul, while you are looking that up, I am going to take a hall pass, and we're going to get into our next book,
1: and that's going to take me over to my book. Uh, and I have two books. I have X Lives of Wolverine and X Deaths so of Wolverine. So, John,
0: do you live to die or do you die to live? Where are you going first with this?
1: Oh, we're going to go with the, the, the one that came out first, which is X Lives of Wolverine. Oh, the one I like. Okay, this, thank you. Okay. Uh, and this is... Uh, Wolverine meeting up with Jean Grey and the uh, Professor X with the big mushroom head. Um, as they lay him down, and you don't know exactly what he's doing or what's going on. But then you see the birth of Charles Xavier. And all of a sudden, Omega Red is possessing people in the path past and trying to kill Charles Xavier and who shows up? a bone clawed Wolverine who they've sent his current consciousness back into his old body to protect Charles Xavier from Omega Red who they don't understand how he's able to do this and send his consciousness and have his tentacle power back which is also bone. Uh, uh, yeah, which is also bone. Uh, really, I really enjoyed. I, I really enjoyed this, this book. It was this, a lot of I'm fun. This book guys,
0: had a lot of bone in. I'm I'm earning that explicit that we have on like half of our episodes. I fucking dug this book. Oh. It was weird. <laughs> it's There's weird, some, but I, I, it still somehow hmm. made more sense than John's next book that we'll talk about. Yeah, because oh yeah, yeah. But there's I a this, scene really. where Wolverine cuts the umbilical cord with his bone claw <laughs> he's, like, hey, he's like, hey Chuck welcome to the world That's
2: <laughs> After- not what he says,
0: but that's, that's what it is um, This is And John, I know you picked this for your list pick like last week, okay. so uh, check out episode number like 467 or 468 because I don't remember exactly <laughs> um, This is basically Quantum Leap wolverine where he's jumping back in time and he knows what he knows and he's like oh i have to solve this problem
1: uh and the problem is omega red one of his my most favorite wolverine villains
0: i know because he's not a villain that shows up a lot but that's the problem but i like that villain coming into this book like I realized I know nothing about Omega Red outside of like seeing his action figure at KB Toys and being like, "Oh, I don't want Omega Red. I want I want Sabretooth."
2: I would I picked oh, see I got the oh, I picked Omega Red I got in the Omega like the Red. like Children of the Atom video game, fighting game more so than like Sabretooth. <laughs> Cuz, you know, that range power.
0: I know I played the game. I do not remember it though. But the also, Fighter, I X Men characters. Also, uh, well, I know I'm Paul. I know that, but I don't remember. Yeah, but the listeners we'll might right.
2: not.
1: The listeners are young. Okay,
0: they I can't even good. drink yet. Uh,
1: and, <laughs> uh, written by Benjamin Percy, art by Joshua Kassara. Um and like the if this book said. Wolverine going through the past to fight Omega Red to protect X-Men history, I would have been even more down for this book. Because I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm down for that. The fact that it was kind of a surprise for me that that's what this book was about, I it was like, oh, yeah. And that's why I was like, well, I kind of need it. I kind of have to pick up... X-Deaths, right? Because it's the it's the continu it's it's sold as the continuation of this book. You need to read this to then read Uh, two of uh, X Deaths.
0: Spoilers but X Deaths is uh, not because you don't coming up like you kinda get a teaser for what might now be the X lives of Wolverine number two where it's focusing on him doing a mission with Maverick and Sabertooth that they're jumping into. Again, jumping, quantum leaping it. Mm-hmm. Um, John, I, uh, I loved this x- book. I, I did too. I thought it was great. That's why I
1: picked up uh, x because I was like, okay, I, if, if I want to continue this because I liked it so much, I need to get this book. And X deaths number one, also written by Benjamin Percy, art by uh, Federico Valentini, is not a Wolverine because book. it's a and Moira they,
0: McTaggart mystique black tom book.
1: Yeah, uh, with a uh, what's his name cipher Wolverine that you see at the tail end of it. So X Deaths, yeah, complete opposite book, and it doesn't give you anything in the solicitations to make you think that Wolverine is not going to appear twice in the shadows in this book, and it's going to be a Maureen Metagard book. I still enjoyed this. I had fun with it. It's not. It's nowhere near as good as X Lives.
0: I I have a big difference between these books, because I really enjoyed X-Lives, but then x Deaths, like, it's Moira McTaggart. It's her on the run from the CIA, and um... Mystique. Mystique. Well, there's some type of conspiracy with the X-Men. But then, C-Story with like, Black Tommy, like, my drink's moving. (laughs) Can I get another one? I don't even know where that's gonna wind up I don't think you're gonna see him again. I think... You might, but it's, again, like we talked about this when you pick this for your pick for the list, because we're going lives, <clears throat> deaths lives, deaths All these two issues, I think lives is, like, the book that I expected it to be, because X-Lives has nothing to do with Wolverine until, like the very end of it, where you have like a weird sci-fi, glowy claws Wolverine being like an antagonist and it took me like getting halfway through this book to be like okay it's Moira McTaggart on the run it's kind of a cool story but that's not what I want out of a book called the X or 10 lives of Wolverine the 10 deaths of Wolverine at every turn I
2: was thinking that Wolverine was going to show up and be like come (laughs) with me if you want to live like, he's some sort of Terminator character. He was sent to the past to protect moyer and their unborn... I don't know. The, 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 tra-
0: the trail that leads... I, I can't tell you what death is about versus yeah. life.
2: Yeah. <laughs> but that doesn't happen, and then when we finally do get Wolverine, you guys are saying it's Cypher, and I'm like, oh, right, that weird thing that we read back with the... The, 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 the cyborg Wolverine I, I Wolverine. with the cyborg baby character thing? Uh, well,
0: the, no, there's still... I do think we need to talk about both these issues together, so I'm glad we kind of jumped. The only thing I really liked about Deaths was, like, like, weird Valkyrie showing up. Oh, yeah. And I guess that's going to become something that's important going yeah. on, where it's like, no, hey, Moira McTaggart, you're dealing with cancer. Hey, I'm Jane Foster. Here's who I am on my journey dealing with that.
2: She dealt with it, it, the dying from cancer, and she did die, and she became a Valkyrie, and then came, it, you know was
0: blessed to come back to life. It right. doesn't feel like a Wolverine book, though. No, there's... I, and it's called, like, X or 10, mm-hmm. Deaths of Wolverine. At some
1: point, if they explained... it. 10 lives of Wolverine X lives of Wolverine you automatically see that you are going to pop between different times in Wolverine's history where he's Mm -hmm. current consciousness goes into the past and he's got a quantum leap-esque mission to do or Or, terminate yeah
0: I, so. <laughs> you, I don't no. hate it. I think it's funny that it's ter- like, Terminator is so like exclusionary. Like we're gonna end this. We're leaps. Is like no. We're gonna fix yeah. this. We're gonna build off of it. And like I was like that. Paul's like the negative one for but, this. After we liked his book with <laughs> She <shield>. Hulk. <laughs> uh, but you can
1: see where that title and what the story is going. What's going on in that? ex-deaths of wolverine you see a wolverine with a cypher-esque black and gold costume get born out of an egg that shouldn't have been born and wolverine kills black tom who can feel the rumbling of earth and knows that something's wrong for him then to go in and look like he was about to assassinate Jean Grey, Wolverine, and Professor X, and then he runs off into the woods. Like That is at the tail end of this Mag uh, uh, Metagrit story that I didn't mind that story, but as Chris pointed out, it has nothing to do with the title of the book. It should be right. a book about Wolverine dying? Right, right. So what it was... What what do the two have to do with each other? You know, I don't. And, know. and that's and that's the question Chris was saying of why he doesn't like X Deaths is you paid five dollars for this book that has n- like basically no Wolverine in it, but the solicitation tells you it's about Wolverine's deaths. So yeah, and yeah, it it's kind of it's kind of yeah. stupid. But X Lives really good. X Deaths doesn't live up to any of
0: what it is sold as. Lives pose a lot of stuff where again, I don't care about Omega Red. I know him from an action figure on the KB Toys like shelf. I'm interested in the him jumping through like the Krakoa gate. To Russia, which maybe they had mentioned at some point in the X Men books. I don't know. Like mm-hmm. this is what I love and hate about X Men, where they'll like sell you a story where it's like, "Hey, we have two X Men books, red and blue. Like, pick them up, get into it." Uh, that's jumping be on point. It's fucking. It becomes like something that's like too big for me. As I don't want to say casual comic books fan because I love me some comic books. But it grows beyond my wallet, where I'm like, oh, I'm not gonna pick up this book. Like even the books I enjoy from like this mm-hmm. current like X Men publishing push, like I don't, I don't buy because I'll pick them up when they're like two dollars uh, an issue. Yeah, it's... they they got my attention with this like, hey, Omega Red is kind of like that big bad, like he's able to jump into other people while Logan is currently inhabiting his, like, past self, that's a really cool, like, hook for these, like, yeah, Wolverine just saved Professor Xavier at his birth. Death of Wolverine didn't have that moment, like, I did grow to enjoy and appreciate that Moira on the run story, but it didn't feel like it
1: mattered at no, all. No, and it didn't match, as I, I i said this with you, stepped away for a second, Chris. It's like, it doesn't match the solicitations, the title, or the price of the book that I paid. It's $5. And Ooh. I was like, you know what? I really, I really enjoyed X Lives. I'll spend that $10. I'll have the conversation with, us, with you guys. Because we had that conversation on the show. Well, if you're buying this, are you buying X deaths? But it didn't fulfill any of what it had promised. And I didn't mind. I, li- I actually liked the book. But if it was a three ninety nine book, I'd have no problem with it. Because I am yeah. told there's going to be Wolverine <laughs> deaths in it. You know, like, there should be something more than Wolverine hatching from an egg, killing Black Tom, and then hiding in the shadows to then jump out of the night. I got a different costume. Um, I would pick up X-Deaths number two. I would probably pick up X-Deaths number three. If the price isn't five dollars. okay. At that point, I liked it well enough that I would pick up the trade and read it all at once and hopefully not pay $30 for a trade or wait till it goes on sale.
0: So that was going to be my question like at what point is the trade like hey, I'll I'll pick this up for like death lives death lives.
1: Um I would say for it. I would pick up X Lives for 12 to 15 X Deaths if I if I read the one trade and felt like I really needed the other side 7 to 10 bucks for that trade. Like I didn't mind the 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 I didn't I didn't mind the story in X Deaths. It just wasn't what was promised
2: me. So if they release a trade together, twenty four dollars is your I guess break point. So
1: I would love, I would pay, uh, I would love to pay a lot. L- I pricey. would love to pay a lot less than that.
2: Yeah, but you said like what, twelve to fourteen yeah. or yeah. X lives, I mean, if you, you and then up to ten dollars for X deaths. So
1: twenty four would be man, that. I don't know. I think the only thing I've ever paid that much money for a trade is like an omnibus. You know, like. Well, you're gonna get ten issues. Where's my? I got like a beautiful. uh, I don't know where I put it. I got a beautiful uh, six gun omnibus that comes in a coffin that you flip open, and it looks like the main Mm. the the main antagonist has dug his nails through the uh, through the coffin, and you know it's it's beautiful. It's cool. I'd spend money on. That. I'd spend over twenty bucks on that. This Wolverine trade? No, thank you. <laughs> like, yeah, when you're like, oh, you pay fifteen and seven, you put them together. It's it's twenty four bucks, but no, this story. I mean, it's just a fucking comic book story that doesn't. It doesn't mean right. anything. It doesn't hold any weight. Next in in two months from now, so you're, 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 so you're
2: hoping if they release a trade. It's they separate the two that they're not combined.
1: If you don't need it to read them that way, which obviously you do not. Well, you should do. Good but all that. Who knows but they they want that. Yeah, though. they tricked me into they tricked. They're, they're selling. They, they got that me. Way. Out of, they got me ten. They got ten dollars out of me. They tricked me into ten dollars.
2: Hey, huh? and you know, coming back and uh, reading a book that you haven't read in forever, uh Chris. Aerosmith
0: behind oh. Enemy Alliance, right? We've read Aerosmith, uh, so smart in their fine uniforms, as one of my trading policies years ago. You can probably like research it and find that episode. Um, this was put out as part of the DC uh, Wildstorm cliffhanger line. Uh, absolutely loved it. And I think collectively, we all really enjoyed oh, yeah. it, too. Yeah. I remember... I, I don't want to speak for everybody. I remember okay. loving it. Um, mm-hmm. But before we get into that, does anyone else have anybody, any other beers they want to Yeah, I have about? a sour that I'm drinking that's pretty nice. Paul? No. Okay.
1: Yeah. Uh, I'm still working on my all-day
0: uh, haze. Because uh, I have my fourth and final beer from the evening. Uh, also, again, from Ellipsis. And this is their stay a while listen. Uh This is definitely the Diablo beer. And if you have any questions about it, yeah. Looking at the episode, or... Oh, gosh. I may be a little drunk, guys. Uh, the can artwork it's definitely Diablo with a hop cone in front of him. And this is a Mango Habanero Fruited Imperial Sour. 7.2%. Right up at the front, it's all mango, and then you get that habanero heat on the back end, and my biggest complaint about pepper beers is it's just like overwhelming, like pepper earthiness heat on the front, but this is the all that stone fruit mango, and then you get that, like, little, like, flicker of habanero, like, heat on the back end, this is the perfect pepper beer. And, again, much like the Razrush or the Milord uh, Double Dry Hopped, this is a beer I'm gladly, like, going to go drink more of, because, man, I don't like pepper beers, <laughs> but I like this. Also, I don't like mango unless it's in something like a beer or a Snapple. This hits that note, though. It's... It's absolutely perfect uh, favorite beer not just because Diablo is one of my favorite video game franchises of all time but that helps. <laughs> Sorry. I felt that seize coming and I was trying to stifle it. Could not. Guys, it's a Diablo beer. That's really good. I yeah. no, I I'm, <clears> I'm, love it.
1: I'm sup- I'm super psyched for it. Um yeah, I'm uh, having uh, another beer from Beer Tree. This is Virtuosity. This is a blueberry, Chilean blackberry, raspberry, triple berry, cream, fruited sour. Coming in at eight percent, drinks like juice. Um, pours this beautiful purple, deep purple hue. Almost, I guess you could call that a maroon. Um.
0: So, yeah, I, wonder. <laughs> um, I was. I was kind of sad when I poured like the Diablo beer, the Seo Ellison. It wasn't red, but again, it's a hot, make mango sour. So it shouldn't yeah. be, but I'm drinking a Diablo beer. I expected it to be bright red. It's not. That's all on me. Um, but it's a
1: it's it's really nice it delivers those berry flavors it's minky boodle esque but not as good as minky boodle like the raspberry the berries are there they don't have a nice tartness it there's not a tartness at all when you're calling something a sour um, not that that's like the the worst thing ever but super drinkable super nice <laughs> Very nice beer. Very nice uh, gift from somebody. Um, But yeah, I mean, have I had better? Yes. Have I had worse? Yes. Is this on the upper echelon of sours? Super fruited sours? Yeah, it's definitely up there. It's definitely good.
2: Good. I'm glad you liked it. Much like you like all the comic books that we read this uh, month, like you said. Uh, Chris, he, 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 You uh, uh, we were talking about Aerosmith. Uh, we were talking about uh, how great uh, that
0: series was. Now uh, let's talk about the book itself. Aerosmith, absolutely fantastic. And here we are coming back into it again, 15, 16 years later. Uh, written by Kurt Busiek, art by Carlos Pacheco. Hey, Paul. He's doing your list pick for uh, Fantastic Fantastic Four Reckoning. Alpha number one. Um, This is a we-jumped ship, but we get to keep doing what we want to do. And at the end of the book, there's a letter from Kurt Busiek that was like, hey, years ago, Carlos and I had this idea for a book that we were going to do in between other things and then it just didn't happen because we kept getting that like contract work. But here we are now and we're going to tell the story. We have another story we're going to be telling the original story we told. We're going to be putting out and publish uh, form again, except it's not like coming out under that DC banner. So you're going to see all the nitty gritty that they didn't want you to see. Um, here we have Aerosmith Behind Enemy Lines, which is telling the story of basically World War One, except swords and sorcery style. Um, and we who, have, publishes this, who published this one? Uh, this one is being done by Image, so oh. it made the move from DC imprint with... Mm-hmm. like Wildstorm and I don't, I don't think it was part of the cliffhanger line but it was around that time mm-hmm. um, but it was like offshoot imprint yeah, yeah. but now also like it's being done by Image so they kind of have that like no it was pseudo indie before now it's full-fledged indie um, but yeah this is mo- more Aerosmith like if you're a fan of that original story, it's moving, moving on beyond that. Um, Fletcher Aerosmith going on a behind enemy lines pseudo title, uh, and then kind of falling, failing, but he didn't because that was part of the plan.
2: Because
0: mm-hmm. um, they needed to plant him behind enemy lines to extract someone else and it's kind of hard to talk about this book without having that knowledge about what came out 15 years ago because the first five pages of it are telling you like who Fletcher is Mm -hmm. like the world you're living in where like oh we have dragons we have sorcery uh Your dragon's bonded to you, but we know magic. We have these weird, like, orichalum talismans that we keep in our boots that help us fly. Uh, There's this other, like, troll dude that was one of our side characters in the first volume. (laughs) It's very pivotal in this point you know who he is because your knowledge of trolls is going to put you into this role reading this book 15 years after the first one came out is a very big ask mm-hmm. because it's not accessible but this book does try its best to be like hey there's a pedigree to this you know us as creators come with us on this journey
1: and you remember liking oh. All right.
0: I I don't know like if you didn't read this book, do you jump into this, though, because... It, well, I think this is a great question for both
2: your books, as oh, John was alluding I, I, to. I, th-
0: I think you're right.
2: Um, and I, I, I think it'd be interesting to hear John's take on it. Like,
0: I like,
1: I remember loving Aerosmith. And the fact that mm-hmm. you said that they're going to be read reissuing it under image probably with stuff that was asked to be cut out makes me want to buy that and reread it again because this single issue makes me go I remember a lot of this world but I don't remember anything that happens in it I remember flyboys with dragons in there and then all of a sudden when I see that they're their uh, shins are covered with the dragon scale yep. of the color of the dragon that they're riding. I'm like, oh yeah! And then they had to get the mulsing, the molting, right? Like, yeah.
0: And there's all uh, that was the dragon skin of the mother from the brood. So like, the dragon like listens to you.
1: There, mm-hmm. yeah. There's all those little things that I would go, oh yeah, oh yeah. I still mm-hmm. really enjoy. World War era, flyboys with dragons and magic and all of that. But yeah, the trade coming out again with things that were cut out. I'm buying that issue two. I'm I'm down for issue two. I remember enough of this book and l- liked it. And as you said, like. I know the character I know the writer. I know the characters. I know the artist. I know that I'm getting a great looking book. I've already seen it in issue one. It's a great looking book. I'm sold for two. I'm sold to pick up their image trade of the reissuing of Aerosmith. Like I'm a hundred percent sold on this. This world. Everything. I'm down. I'm I'm willing to spend my own, my, more of my money on it.
2: Yeah. I love this world where it's, it's set it, it's so smartly set as World War One, where flying machines were, like, brand new. 1901, Kitty Hawk, right? Like, that's when the first, you know, the Wright Brothers took flight, right? Like, wasn't it 1901? I'm forgetting. So then all of, what, 14, uh, Twelve years later, World War One breaks out. So flying is still pretty darn new. How many people have picked up how to fly? And in this, in the original Aerosmith, everybody was kind of learning. And <coughs> what's great about that is us as the readers, we can be thrown into that situation where we're, we're learning as well. And in this book, he does a great job. Like, oh yeah, I have to hide these th- mystical things because otherwise the Germans will take them and, and they'll use them. Like, World War One, where all the technology, automobiles, brand new. So tanks, like, barely... Tanks were just, like, cars that were covered with <laughs> armor with a big old gun on them. Like, w- the world was the world of combat was so brand new that it's great for us as a reader to be introduced to a brand new magical world where everything's brand new because we can be with everybody else in the story. Um, So, so yeah, and he's going to get, go into a POW camp. Going to be the great
1: escape. It's going to be the great escape. Yeah. It's, it's, it's going to be fun. Granted, Great Escape is World War Two, but this is going to be the Great Escape.
2: With Wait, which is the one where they play a soccer game
1: in order to escape with Stallone and Pele? Yeah, uh-huh. uh, I forget what that game that movie is called, but I think they're they're World War
0: Two. That's World War Two. I think so. Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh- As soon as uh, Paul started talking about soccer, I was going to say, oh, Shaolin Soccer (laughs) It's not. Um, This book does pose that question, though, where it's like, have you read the original Aerosmith? Do you come into this? Do you enjoy it for what it is? Or is too much of this issue set up for what came before? Again, 15 years ago. Like, do you pick this up as a number one read it, enjoy, it, and be like, yeah, what's gonna come next? Cause I think everything in this book is so well done, like like that world building, the mm-hmm. storytelling, the artwork for it. Like, yeah, like you should pick up number one, but if you haven't read that previous story arc, like, do you care? And I don't know if this book does enough as that like initial like, hey new reader let me read it because as soon as Rocky shows up I'm like holy shit I love this book and I forgot about Rocky the troll dude that Mm -hmm. is second class citizen and then he pops up and I'm like oh I love Rocky and it's like oh no they're in like weird racist bar that's like trolls drink somewhere else I'm like now I feel bad like (laughs) and this is building off of 15 years of being a fan of this book in this universe. And I absolutely love it, but I'm trying to come into it with, like, is it accessible?
2: I think it gives you enough information, and you have, as a person in pop culture, have enough to climb onto about what World War One is, and, like, POW camps, and racism, and everything else to understand the tropes of the story and understand, hey, okay, so there's magic, cool. I, I can get past that. I forgot about Rocky completely. Like, they had to show me the the skins on the foot feet to actually try to even remember, oh, that's how that works. Because none of that actually matters. It's just a fun World War I story.
1: Yeah. And the other thing is, Chris, this book is for you. This book is for the person who loved Aerosmith, loved it enough to be like, you two guys have to read this book to then pass it off to us to read it. Yes, we read it for mm-hmm. a podcast, but it would be one of those things that you would have said, I just read this book. You need to read this. And I would have read it and been like, yeah, that was really good.
2: So then I would have taken three more weeks to read <laughs> it.
1: Yeah. Um, but And then I would be like, guys, have you heard about this book? <laughs> uh, I think it might be better than Habibi. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's a book for us. It's a book for people who read read a, a book like this and were like, yeah, that was excellent. Oh, these guys are coming back, yes, 15 years later. But all it makes me want to do is reread Aerosmith. <laughs> And then continue to read this because I read issue one. I got a month till issue two comes out. I can read that trade in a month. <laughs> exactly.
2: I'm excited to see the you know him going into the prisoners.
1: Yeah, them mystical and like all that uh, uh, a, yeah. a World War Two escape drama with dragons and magic mm-hmm. and trolls and all of this. Like him, and I loved it. Yeah. But it's World War One, and it's very important. It's
2: World War One, so there's no moral implications <laughs> that we need to really worry about. It's just countries fighting against countries because they think they need to.
0: Like, thank goodness it's World War One because of that. Yeah, I, I don't know. I guess my biggest fear about this book, as much as I loved it, is it feels so far removed from what became before. And it's never not going to be relevant but it's building off of something that came before that it has to spend its time telling you like who this book's going to be and like where it's coming from and what it is that if we had not read Aerosmith before like jumping into this we'd be like oh it's a world and it's like spending so much time telling you who it is that we and not enough time on like the characters and the plot like coming out of it like if you pick this up as a number one like flat out like jumping into this world like I don't know if it would be good but again like loving this book and championing it for like 15 Mm -hmm. years like having it come back is like wow finally because it is great going back to it and my only complaint about this book is it spent so much time like hey, here's who we are, before it got going, like, I was approached for this mission behind enemy lines, like, they came to me, I'd been delivering mail for the government, and, oh, you know about trolls? Well, here's your next mission. I, I love the book and who it was and where when went and what it was going to become, but it's so hard to say, like, oh, you don't know about Aerosmith, read this book because that first story arc is such a great take on like pseudo-world history that it's hard to say, like, oh, read this before So Smart in their fine uniforms. Because that book is perfect. It's beautiful. It's gorgeous. It takes what you know about World War One and what you know about like kind of high fantasy I don't understand mm-hmm. what your hang up is on this like my my hang up is I don't feel like it's accessible like if I went to the comic book store today and oh. I was like oh I'm going to pick up this aerosmith it's a number 1 yeah it's I feel like if I'm reading this as a number 1 it doesn't have that nostalgia I, and that like, hey, I've been waiting for this book.
1: Yeah, I don't, this book isn't meant for somebody new to pick it up. This book is meant for you. you it's, and, and, and I, I know, and, and, and I, I don't want that to be, is, I think this is, I think, I think this first issue is well enough to kind of give you an idea of the world, but mm-hmm. also to say, and with that letter in the back, with the solicitation itself is telling you we're back, baby, because you wanted it, and we wanted to do it. But if you're going to read this book, you should go read the first volume. The solicitation read is them? like, it basically is oh, like, hey, you're, you're we're right. back. You Remember you Firepower?
2: It. Jonathan Hickman? Yeah. Book where there was an issue one... But there was also the trade that was released before the issue one. Yeah, the, the trade zero. Trade zero, where it was like, hey, issue one coming. Th- but if you want to know more, you should. I feel like this is that similar situation. I think issue one of Firepower gave you enough to move on and you'd be fine. And I feel like this gives you enough because they trust that you
1: are an adult that knows what World War I they, is. They don't dumb it no. down. But they give like to me. I felt like they gave you enough to remind you about everything in the first trade. Because, like I said, like mm-hmm. when I saw them with their their shin guards, I was like, "Oh yeah!" And when Rocky showed up, it was like, "Oh yeah!"
2: Chris, if you told me that the war that in the first trade that we ride together that fairies came out and finished the war by saying, hey, everybody just stop fighting, I would have been like, wow, okay, cool. Because <laughs> that's how little I remember of the first trade. Like, this book, like I was like, okay, cool. right?" I know, I, I remember the bare minimum from that mm-hmm. first trade, which you probably get on the first page, which tells you, like, hey, this is what it is, and I just skip past it, because I'm like, I'm a comic book reader. I don't read the first page synapse. Uh,
1: I've I've been with my wife for seven years. I read this book, Chris, when you lived in Buffalo. (sighs) Mm -hmm. I read it on my sister's back porch while I was doing laundry. So it's when we lived together. So it is seven plus years since I've read this trade. And it... Remind it gave me the points of what I needed to remember okay. without mm-hmm. having read that trade in seven plus years, and I'm going to say probably nine to ten years is when we 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 did this. Being realistic, yeah. yeah. So, Chris, what worse
2: what John and I are saying, it, it did enough,
0: it did enough to okay. be
2: a first issue.
0: My,
1: my concern, why? As this, a is fan like of Paul, the this is like, just the original. This like She Hulk book, like. <laughs> Paul and I are trying to tell you why you should like this
0: book. Oh, I, I love this book. Dude, what is, My, I was what? afraid it was too goofy for you My, too. Because i have being angst-ridden and anxiety-filled, like, I love this book. I want other people to love this book. Are they going to love this book? I don't know. They didn't read the original. The last time we even talked about this book was like ten years ago. <laughs> came out 15 years like yeah I <laughs> I, I got into my own head because I do love this book and I'm so happy to be jumping back into this world and when I saw it was a book that was going to be coming out I was like holy shit like I love it and the fact that that was acknowledged at the end of the book it was like hey we wanted to do more of this life and work got in the way but here we are now Is like okay thank you Again, I want as many people to read and appreciate this book as much as possible. And I think the biggest thing for me is you can't jump into this book without having read the other one. You could, but I think that first volume is so solid and strong that, like you should read it first. You don't have to because, again, they do kind of cross that gap to get to this, but... I I mean, Chris, uh, take some vacation days. Go stand in
1: front of comic book shops and when people are going to grab it, you say you should read the trade first. I don't... I think you're fine. I think, let them
2: pick up the first issue, I, get a taste.
1: I think this is like... like I got in my own head
2: about this, it. I this don't is, know.
1: This is, like Eve, this is like Army of Darkness. I went and saw Army of Darkness with my father and my sister. We loved the movie, but when we got out of it, my dad was like, I, I think we missed something. There's something... Hap-. Like, that stuff from the beginning was from another movie. And then I'm... The, the sleuth in 1993 <laughs> or 1995 that was like guys there's two movies that came before this and we rented them both and we watched them and we're like well the second one is a lot more like Army of Darkness uh, but yeah sometimes that happens sometimes you go and see the third movie and not realize it's a third movie I I think you're fine walking into this, because I think there's enough stuff in this that you would go, I'm missing something. And they tell you in the back of the book, they tell you in the solicitations, that you need to read the first trait. Yeah. And unlike Back
2: to the Future Part 3, (laughs) if you walked into that movie and watched it and then went back to Back to the Future Part One, you'd be like, Where's all the cowboys? <laughs> like what bullshit is this? And that's why you don't that's need not back Clint to the- East the- <laughs> And that's why you don't need Back to the Future Part three or Back to the Future Part two, you just need Back to the Future Part One. See our previous episode for that.
0: But So, <laughs> talking about, hey, you haven't read something, you missed a bunch of stuff, jumping into this, do you get it? Is my next pick. And this is Star Wars, The High Republic, Eye of the Storm, issue number one. Uh, written by Charles Soule, art by Guillermo S- uh, Sana, And this is telling the story of the antagonist from what we've been discussing for, like, over a year now with The High Republic. Uh, you heard about it in our Word Books with Friends. You've heard about it in some of our other High Republic talk. Uh, March-Anne Rowe.
2: Who? And I did ask a question in our word books with friends is the Nile a good enough baddie and is Marshawn Rowe a good enough baddie and this I think uh, book this comic book series tries to flesh out and answer that question for us
0: and is the answer no the question we posed and the we, question we, before we no. um, yeah. as people that have read you know, uh light of the Jedi leading into the rest of the High Republic again, we talked about this kind of in the lead up to what we're talking about now with everything that we've read before, like you kind of have to have that foot in the pool to read this book, and this is kind of how I felt about Aerosmith, like if you know about it, do you care about it? Uh, cause I was excited for this book having read Light of the Jedi and jumping into it. It's like, Oh, I get to know more about like the antagonist Marchand Roe and jumping into this book. It really read for me as we read that Grand Admiral Thrawn, mm-hmm. um, like pseudo introductory origin story like over a year ago now. Because if you've been a fan, of or a reader of the Star Wars Legends like books that came out like 20 plus years ago now like you know who Grand Admiral Thrawn is and then bring him into like the quote unquote like, real continuity like yes Thrawn exists here's who he is and it was kind of a catching up on that character and that's kind of what Eye of the Storm reads as and John throwing it over to you, like, as someone who hasn't read any of the other High Republic books, do you care about this no. villain antagonist origin story? Yeah.
1: No. Not at all. Uh, cover, I'm like, oh, this guy's gonna be some cool kind of Jedi guy. He's got a lightsaber. Um, And then you read, like, the solicitations for the book, and it's like, oh, yeah, this guy, he's a badass dude. And he's going to be the the bane of the Jedi's existence. He hates the Jedi. He's going to go after him, but he's not a Sith, but he hates him. And you're like, oh, cool. And then it's like guy on the throne takes off his mask, and he's like, I'm a badass dude. And you're like, cool. And then it's like part two or part one, and it's like, these people, they lived on a rainy planet. And there was a big storm. And now they don't trust anyone. And 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 they don't trust anyone. Part three. They still don't trust anyone. But now they got this dead-eyed kid staring at an old lady in a gas chamber. And his dad's going to kill his mom. And they don't trust anyone. And he's a psycho little psychopath. Psychopath. And now he's a little bit older, watching his dad die, and he's going to put a mask on because some punks told him to. End of story. Do I care? No, I have no idea what's going on. And they went too long on the history of his people. Because they don't care. That Thrawn book. <laughs> Again, I never knew anything about Thrawn till I read that book. And I walked away from that entire book. I will say I read the entire thing. Going, oh man, General Thrawn's fucking badass. Yeah, he's gonna show up and he's gonna show up in these Star Wars shows that I'm watching now. Yeah, let's go hardcore. I love it. This setup for this character though doesn't make me interested in him at all. I think this book fails
2: with the very first panel on the very first page for any kind of new reader. Because it just says the gaze electric after the fall.
1: What is the gaze electric? I don't know. They mention a couple times in the book.
0: What is the fall? Also, doesn't say like twenty years ago or something. It says it's like far in the past. Like,
1: well, that's after that's after the introduction of the dude. Yeah, it just says uh, gaze electric after the fall. My name is. Marshawn Rho you're afraid, afraid of, of me. me then he takes his this helmet off first and he panel. goes there's a reason for that and I'm like hey cool it's like a Conan the Barbarian scene you know mm-hmm. like him on the throne being a badass
2: second failure on the same page let me go through the three failures of okay the go page, for it if you don't mind No, uh, I, I encourage it Paul Okay, I want to hear he your op- thoughts he opens up his mask suddenly he's like is that a bluish green right yeah, face. What's what's the what's his face
1: on the cover?
0: What's he has his a skin color? It's, it's blue. No, it's no. blue? no. Yeah.
1: Oh, it is blue on the cover. Yeah, it's uh, blue. It looks, He's standing in the rain, and there's a glow from his. Um, lightsaber. Oh, lightsaber. That's what's making okay. Sorry, I shouldn't I'll, make I any kind of assumptions about with the, colors. Yeah, you shouldn't Sorry, make Paul. any color assumptions, Paul.
0: Assumptions
2: ever because uh, he looked more a lot more pale. I thought on the cover.
1: If, I, I made an third, assumption
0: because, like, the cover for number two, he's, like, sitting on the throne and he has, like, the mask. Um, so.
1: I would say, looking at it briefly, I wouldn't have thought, oh, that guy's blue. I would have thought it was just the color of everything. But then reading that first page, I would have thought, oh, that guy's blue. Mm-hmm. Okay.
2: The, the third problem I have with this page is he's holding a chain. In this issue, do we ever learn what that chain is attached to? No. no, that's and those are my three problems with the very first page. It, what it's not is welcoming. what is the
1: chain attached to? I don't know. Uh, do you think it was just some type of just drawn? But it from reading the first book, I didn't notice the chain until you pointed out the chain. Oh,
2: okay, because it comes up later on as well um, in this book. No, no, reading the first book, Light of the Jedi, there's this Jedi that we're, he has helped We're talking
0: captured. big publishing. Mm-hmm. But you would think
2: in this book, you know, he's holding this chain, it seems important. It's, hey, introduction, hey, there's a reason you're afraid of me. He's holding this huge chain that comes towards you. It does, come, it does come
1: out, like, it's like a, it,
2: yeah. And, and yet, <clears throat> we don't get that answer. We don't, it tells us it's, we're on the, we're, the uh, gaze electric. Unless you know that's the name of his ship, his flagship, it means nothing. Unless you know what the fall is, it means nothing. It this is a number one that helps nobody, because even as somebody that's reading the books, I don't know what they mean by after the fall. Is it the fall of ha- the Hazlitt system? Is it the fall of the je- your I first Jedi? I think they
0: mean the like the the beacon.
2: Is it yeah, is, is it the after way? the beacon this the book that hasn't come that just got
1: published? Cuz yeah. also like it doesn't help you when it's like on the last page it says timeline high republic fall of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. Is that the fall they mean? Like you don't like I don't know. I don't know what's going Great. on.
0: I think that's the fault of this book, is it's so insular that you need to know the book that you're reading. Right. Uh, more so than Aerosmith, because I feel like Aerosmith, you de- you do need to know the book you're reading, but it's a little bit more accessible, like set you up into that world. Because- but
2: anytime there's a question, they answer it. Hey, why is he giving these things to the, the, the dragon? Oh, because if I don't, then the Germans can use the thing. Oh, why am I looking at my boot right now? Oh, because that's our connection to the dragon. What did? What spells am I casting? Oh, you can cast spells. Okay, so there's, there's magic. Does like? this
1: character show up in the High Republic comic book? No. So this guy is also, totally just he, spinning out of the novel?
2: Well, he's definitely in the novels. Yeah, Yeah, he's the main protagonist
0: of the novels. Part of that, like, hey, you want to know about the High Republic? You're reading the novels, the young adult books, the junior novels, the comics. Like, it's it's built into like, oh, hey, we're putting out this era of storytelling, like. Read it to get the story
1: Can I just ask, you had a panic attack About Aerosmith, a thing that I did Have knowledge about But then you made me read this garbage And I am totally don't know what the fuck Is going on
2: Well, there's a whole YouTube Where's channel you? <laughs> That's devoted to let you know It's called The
1: Star Wars The yeah, High Republic yeah. Show my two dumbass friends Read the book and talk about it I listened to like three of the episodes And just never got around to finishing it Did you guys talk about him on that?
2: Yeah. No, no, we haven't no. finished that, that <laughs> we book. Talk about March and <laughs> we talked about Marsha and We talked about Marsha and but we haven't finished that book No, we haven't finished, finished that. that book yet.
1: I'm going to have to go back and listen. I, out of spite, um, I will go back and listen to them and see what you say about that character in it. Uh, again. This is the one that I, I flushes feel... out. This is the comic book that flushes out that character. Does,
0: again, does like, it? I, I feel like this book, you do need to be in that publishing imprint. And... Do you do reading that story to be like wow let me know more about Marchian in that kind of Grand Admiral Thrawn way like because Thrawn's been a character that's been in that expanded universe for over 20 years now like him popping up in like the current universe was like wow cool they're taking this character that people loved and they're making him Ken. like he matters like he exists like everything you knew before it might not have happened but it does lay the groundwork for who he is and Marshan and Rowe like I really do enjoy him in the Light of the Jedi novel as that antagonist and giving backstory to him I appreciate as a reader of that book but Is it accessible? And that was my my sticking point for Aerosmith. Aerosmith, Is it accessible? Like, is it a thing that I didn't read this before? Do I care about it now? And I think that's kind of the cool thing about doing this as a podcast for you, (laughs) for us, Mm -hmm. because you didn't read these. You didn't read that. Like, what hits you, John? as the person that's like oh i read this book like fuck it i don't care or oh fuck it this is cool
1: nothing i didn't like it at all like when i i you read that first page and i like i said it's like that kind of conan conan the barbarian as kind of opening and i'm expecting this guy to like have some like some something but then it goes on about this race that just mistrusts and it mistrusts and a mistrust and a mistrust and a mistrust and it just goes on too far. And then you get the story of this little kid. And then mm-hmm. I'm halfway through it and I'm I go like Who the hell am I reading? Like who am I reading about? And then like I I go back to the first page, and I'm like, Oh yeah, okay, so this guy is the kid. Mm-hmm. Who's the old lady? Is it, is it the dad I'm following? Who who is you know and it's and by the end of it I just was like I'm fi- fucking finally it's over and I don't and I don't care I don't care that now it's like as Chris did an amazing dramatic reading of like my dad's dead well then uh, <laughs> no
0: make it more British I
1: guess you're the I you're the the uh, the I now. Okay. <laughs> and then he kind of walks away and they kind of say something and he's like, Not really, guys. And then he puts the helmet on and then I'm like, Dun-dun-dun. Oh, like, I don't know. Is that a good or a bad thing? I don't know. I don't mm-hmm. care. Right.
2: You definitely need to read <laughs> the first book, The Light can, of the Jedi. Can I ask, even-
1: as guys... The two of you who have yeah. read that book—is this book like, oh cool? Is it oh cool? No,
2: it's. I clicked on the Wikipedia page for the character that I was kind of interested in to know more of. And who? It's that. Yeah, it's I, that filling in the backstory. I liked for him this ed- antagonist. enough
0: as an antagonist in that book that I'm like seeing his is like oh cool like i get to know more mm-hmm. um and to put it into kind of like a broader speak it's that moment in the book of boba fett where it's like oh these gamorrean guards have a history
2: <laughs>
0: and now they're like being drafted into his service like do you want to know more about those gamorrean guards well, if you're just picking up that show, like, no, who cares? Like, they're just people that he's like, oh, you got to of me now. But if you're like, F- I fucking love Book of Boba Fett, like, oh, these good Morning guards have history. Like, that's what this was, because I do like him in the book. And seeing that history is like, it's cool. Like, who who is he? Where'd he come from? Like, what put him to that level? Would you buy 2? I think issue... it's a step above that, Chris. Would you buy I Issue 2? Think... As someone that's read the books yeah. and liked him as that antagonist, because when you see him in the books, it's a kind of dude that's like, I'm fucking in charge of these, like, space pirate reavers, like, I need to put my foot down and assert dominance, like, no, you listen to me, like, Yes, him coming to that point is interesting from who I know him as out of this book. But if I didn't have that knowledge and had read that book, no. like
1: So he's like a badass space
0: pirate. Mm-hmm. Well, he's the leader
2: of the space uh, pirates, yes. And he's this, pulling the strings. The he's orphan. manipulating the, all the space wow. pirates
0: to do what he wants. would be
1: kind of cool to let you know something like that in this book.
0: But again, like this book is coming into like, hey, you know who he is, where did he come from? Yeah. <sighs> you, you, you have to go in with that knowledge. I, where was your panic attack it about is this book, Chris?
1: Oh my god, people are going to be buying this book, they're not reading the <laughs> novelization? I,
0: I think Aerosmith is a great comic <laughs> book. And Chris, representative I... of what a comic book should be as a medium of entertainment. Where Martian Rowe, Eye of the Storm, is like, hey, you're reading a comic book. This is based off of something else that's based off of something else. You need to know what you're getting into. Like, it's the two sides of that licensing. Like, hey, we put something out for you to read we put something out for you to read because we're telling a story. Enjoy it. Versus, Hey, we're putting out something for you to read because it's part of a story. You need to read it to enjoy it.
2: And I'm just happy. It's not a tie in to the galaxy's <laughs> edge. How's the legacy coming to you? Uh, also, Chris, I do want to agree and also disagree with you with the book of Boba pet reference. It's not the Gamorrean guards. It's okay. the actual flashbacks of Boba Fett himself with the Tuscan Raiders. Okay. Where it's like, Okay, cool, you kinda get that like backstory of like why why he's now like I'm gonna rule with respect and not fear. It's like, okay, cool. But didn't respect just get all your buddies, the Tuscan Raiders killed?
1: I, I would say it would be um Oh, uh, no, you don't get to say it because you don't know. She, I, you, but, you said this no, this whole episode. You no, described no, But it would be more of, I want to say, um, Shen, the Boba Fett's right, right-hand okay. Fennec? Fennec. Thank you. It Fennec, would be Fennec. like her backstory to let you know of how, her rise. It's a character you've seen. You know something mm-hmm. about her. She's an assassin. It would be more like watching her, her as a child grow up to be... Who she is. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. That would... I think that would be the more interesting thing. Because she's but, a character that you get a glimpse of. You know a little bit about her. But you don't know anything about her history. But I could see a... a book of Boba
2: Fett. Without the... trans uh, The the Tuscan Raider back... Flashbacks. Being a better show. Him like being a better show. And then us getting the comic book... Of him with yeah. the flashbacks
1: of, like... All right. With just the Tuskegee. Power ranking of these books. I got the doc here.
2: Let me see. Uh, hopefully nobody deleted it, because if they deleted it. They're
0: jerks. Uh, uh, I don't think I did, and if you need to, like, kind of, like, rebuild it back. Um, uh, you did delete it. Okay. Somebody did. Uh she-Hulk's my number one. I absolutely love that book. And then The X lives of Wolverine after that, because it's Quantum Leap Logan. Like, it's the book I never thought I would see or want, but it somehow popped up and I really dug it, dealing with a villain that I never cared about. Where I was like, oh shit, who's Omega Red gonna jump into next? Oh, it's the, like, the nursemaid? Fuck. Like, it did everything right, and then reading the X deaths afterwards, I was like, oh, well, this is, like, a pale number two, but it's also number one. Like, if I had to pick between those two books, like, yeah, read Lives Before Deaths. Uh, Aerosmith, my next one after that, and then uh, Eye of the Storm after that, because you do need to have that kind of knowledge and want to know more of that High Republic universe to have that accessibility to it.
2: I loaded up the history so now I can see uh, what was there beforehand. Um, (laughs) I'm going to go with Aerosmith, Behind Enemy Lines, number one, is my top pick. Just, I, I think it's a good introduction. I know I've missed a lot from the past. It makes me want to read the old books, which is something great. Uh, it's It did a lot better job because, than uh, some of the other books we'll talk about. Then She-Hulk is my number two. Then, you know what? Star Wars The High Republic, I the Storm is my number three. Because I do kn- uh, know the character... Did enjoy seeing more of his backstory. I do wish it did more of what Aerosmith did, which is make people want to go back and read what was previously published. But this book will never do that because it failed on every opportunity it was given to give people a hook in. Uh, Then the lives of Wolverine. Then the deaths of Wolverine.
1: Um, so I'm going to probably be a little more closer to Chris's, I I think She-Hulk is, was the best book. Uh, then Aerosmith, then X-Lives, then X-Deaths, and then the Star Wars book. But, I mean, the Star Wars book, I have no frame of reference for this character. I have no idea who they are. I thought I might get something more out of this, but... It just is not meant for me, and that's not. And like I try I, as much as I poo pooed this book throughout the entire episode, I did early on say like somebody else who knows who this character is. This probably mm-hmm. is a good point, but I have no idea who they are, and yeah. it, it just doesn't hit me.
0: No, and that's exactly how I read she where It's like these books don't exist in a vacuum, like you might pick it up as someone that doesn't have that view of the character or the overarching story, but it does exist as part of something else. And is it readable as part of something else, as well as something that's what it's supposed to be? And I I think that book failed with that. And that's sad because that Publishing imprints is, like, very interesting.
2: And if you find us interesting, or entertaining, or comical, or comic booky, or anything else, let us know. Email us at uh, podcast at gmail.com. Uh, follow us over on the Instagram. Uh, Chris has been doing a great job uh, getting the list. Picks back up there, and also try. Uh, the episode art and everything. Uh, keep on downloading our episodes. Let people know uh, that you like it. Maybe have you know suggest other people download it. And uh, yeah, thank you so much for listening. As always.